That was my whole point in talking about how how that gives us insight in culture. So another example is when he talks about acts of righteousness in chapter six, he gives us three acts of righteousness that pretty much every Jew would practice at that time, praying, giving, and fasting. He talks about how the Pharisees do it and, and all three. And then he, in contrast, says, this is the way that God wants it done, right? Not to be seen, right? He says, not to be noticed by men, which, which you, if you could track that, that thought or that idea from 520 where he says, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not likewise enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then in chapter six and verse one, he says, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Right. So practice your, your craft and then be noticed. Right. It's like you're showing right. off. Look at what I can do. So it's, okay. it's not, but, but ultimately it's not our righteousness that gets us into heaven. It's God's righteousness. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Back Pew Podcast. My name's Nick and today me and Caesar and Justin sit down and talk about the question, is there a right way to pray? Stay tuned and enjoy the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Back Pew. We thank you for being here, listening to us, however you may be listening to us, wherever you may be. It is always a joy to be here. I am Caesar, and I am here with Nick and Justin. How are you guys today? Doing good, man. Yeah. Doing good. How are you? Excellent, excellent. I'm glad to hear that's been another that's hot it. day. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It went outside about noon. It was, what, 100? A hundred at noon, yeah, that's pretty good. Or that's not around bad. here. Yeah. That's actually really well. Not bad. That's really good. Right. Yeah, actually, we've had some cooler days here. So Yeah, and then uh, I, I did my lawn at twelve o'clock in the noon. Yeah, I'm well, out there. You had Fridays off too. Yeah, right. I got some Fridays got off. guts to start out there at noon. I know, right. I took it's, care of that and then I still installed the, it out a little bit. I still installed the ceiling fan as well on top oh, of that. Okay. So very okay. busy Friday. Very yeah. busy got your, Friday. Got your honey-do list done. Yeah, yes, that's nice. I sure did. It's been on the list for a while. I'm glad I was able to knock it out of there. Yeah, but that's awesome. I mean, I was I was actually started my day over in Washington. Started about 3 a.m. Now I'm here. You were Washington, like Seattle, Washington? Yeah. Well, it was uh, Tri-Cities, so Pasco. But still northern Washington. We're talking uh, well, about. it's southeast Washington. So you travel from southeast across over to right. the west Washington, right. west Washington back. Mm, okay. Wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. yeah, Just a little wow. bit of traveling. Nice. Traveling. Is there a specific airline you usually go on? Or no. Does it change every no, single time? It's just whatever I can get. Whatever you can get? Whatever I can get. You don't I'm put it on the... No reward program. No, credit I, have, card or I anything? have lots of rewards programs. I don't use any of their credit cards because I just choose not to because I think it's a, kind of a scam, right? I mean, I don't know anybody who gets rich off of. Hey, I just got one over on Delta. I got so many points. <laughs> no, I got so many miles. You're not gonna get miles. one. It's so like, <laughs> but it's meant as a reward. So the more you use it, as frequent as you travel. Maybe you should have one with every single airline and just put it on there. <laughs> and then eventually you'll get a free flight, you know, yeah. or, or lounge or some, something of that yeah, nature. The problem is that the, the miles expire so quickly, right? Like they last expire, year, no way. Last year I had somewhere around, I don't know, half a million on like Delta. And that's all gone now. I think I have 120 left on it because I just didn't use it. Wow. And then they just expire just yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just that. gone wow. just like that. What happened? They don't give you a warning or... No, they just... It lapses. Well, is it like... Okay, you said how many points? 
I think I had about a million or a half million. Half that million. sounds like it's enough to get you a free flight. It yeah. is. But I mean, yeah. if you don't, if you're traveling all the time, when are you going to use it? What? If you're traveling all the time, we'll travel on Delta. You got, <laughs> you got the points. Make sure your next flight is booked on uh, Delta. Use those reward points. Yeah. Right? Again, as much as you travel, you should like have no problem using these points and racking yeah, them hey, up. Like and if crazy. you want to transfer some miles, my <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we will take yeah. them, right? You don't we'll know what to do with real. them. We have some ideas. Hey, yeah. man, I could, I could, uh, you know. I'm pretty my sure my wife could figure it out for yeah, me. Yeah, oh, that's probably good too. It's huh? okay. Yeah, right now I have two hundred and thirty thousand five hundred fifty on. So Delta. what, what on does it cost you? What does it cost you for a flight? So like, how many miles? Like, you could use your miles, and how many miles does it cost you to go to a place like, say, Hawaii? I have no clue because I don't oh, really? use my miles. Who knows how many miles with it? I think it. Does it go? Oh man, I don't know how it goes. If it's based on ticket value or destination value, it's or both. I think it's a combination of both. It's a combination of uh, the time that you're going, right? right? So if it's a popular time or not, it's uh, based upon the hour that you're choosing it, right? So if it's like a busy hour, like six a.m. or you know eight o'clock in the evening, uh-huh. depending on which where you're going, right? right? <clears throat> it really determines what you end up how much it ends up costing you as far as points, but you can, you could purchase with points, right? So, uh, I had, it was a couple of years back. I had somewhere around 600,000 on Delta mm-hmm. and I used 200,000 of it to upgrade to first class for my flight back from the Netherlands. Cause oh, wow. I was like, uh, I'll just use my points. Why not? Right? Yeah. It's why gonna not? Ex- <laughs> it's going to expire anyways. Yeah. And then it's sort of an upgrade to the first class. Right. So you get 12 hours on a upgrade on a, flight. So bigger seat, more comfortable seat. Yeah. I'm guessing you get some kind of meal. Yeah, you as get well, regular right? food. You it's get not, that hot towel on yeah, your face you get, too. You get hot <laughs> towel. Yeah, of course. You get multiple the, times hot towels. The, the pillow, the, the yeah. blanket. You get the, the works, headphones. The you get everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, most of the planes aren't like the real fancy ones that they show on TV. That's not what you get. You still get the old stuff. What, right? what airline was this on? Delta. Delta. Yeah. Delta. I like, uh, I actually been finding that. Um, Lufthansa is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're up there Ooh. as well. Lufthansa? Lufthansa? Yeah. Is that an f- airline? Yeah, yeah, it's a German yeah. airline, actually. Ger- oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, well, it's yeah. You can tell it, how much I fly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, I worked at the airport, too, so, <laughs> yeah, I, so I, you know, I know all yeah. the ins Well, then how yeah. come you're not telling me how to use my points over well, here? that's what we're talking about it now, right? <laughs> <laughs> come on, let me in on this. Yeah, the Delta flight, actually. I'm and not so worried. I was a Southwest guy, so I know how Southwest works. I love Southwest. But I know a little bit of every other airline. You know, I knew some people that work for Delta, some people for, for America, and we yeah. all talk and we communicate. And, yeah, we let each other's secrets out some here and there. But uh, Delta, it's always, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say they're, 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 they're considered one of the top-end airlines. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got uh, on American, I have 128, 185 for this year. Wow, check that out. He's, I'm telling you, he's racked up the points. He racks up the points. Rack them up. Well, I was hoping to go to like Bora Bora or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? Oh. But yeah. I have no clue how much that's going to cost. But that, that I know that they have, well, a couple different islands. They have like IHG. And so I use IHG all the time. So I've got a bunch of IHG points so that I don't have to pay for the hotel if I don't want to. Mm. Right? Smart. Because that, that doesn't end. Nah. Most of the hotels, you can just keep rolling your points forward. Uh, I think Hilton Hilton isn't like that. I mean, I've I've lapsed over on my Hilton Do you stuff, use their actual like account or do you use like Expedia, Booking.com? No, nah, I just... Straight, straight to the source. Yeah. Yeah, they, they also have the reward programs themselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's another way to go. Yeah. That's fun. How about you, Nick? Me? 
Yeah, how much traveling have you done? I uh, drove to Bakersfield last week. You drove to Bakersfield <laughs> nice. last week. That's, how'd yeah. that go? That's uh, I, got food, I got food poisoning on uh, Saturday night, oh, and you, you know how that goes. Yeah, and then I, uh, you know, I just uh, worked through that. Worked through to, uh, two sermons on uh, Sunday morning. And in between sermons, I was puking outside, oh, going no. back in and, and preaching sermons. Just wave with a smile, and then I'll be right <laughs> my, back. My buddy goes, oh, hey, man, no. are you all right? You look kind of pale. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. And then after that last time, I was like, I couldn't keep my eyes open, dude. No, I was sorry. just like, my oh, wow. <laughs> but it was fun. I, I I enjoyed myself, man. I You know, they're, they're a good group of people down there in Bakersfield at, uh, at the Highland Church. And uh, I got a good mentor, good friend that, you know, he was like, Hey, will you come out and speak? And, you know, basically, you know, make them uh, discipleship, uh, dedication oriented. So how can we better be better disciples? How can we be better de- dedicated? And so I did, uh, both my lessons on my, on, uh, it was really uh, part of a series that I developed on authentic Christianity, right? So being authentic with yourself, part of my issue coming into the church was that I saw that people, you know, were one way around around church people and another way around non-church people. And right. I wanted to be, I didn't want to be that way. Yeah, and kind I of like I what we were talking about last, last week. week. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah be authentic yeah. all around. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I discussed the, the trap kind of that we fall into in the Churches of Christ where, you know, we think that our way of thinking or any, you know, put it in, put this in any religion, Baptist, yeah. whatever you want to call it, any way of, any way, any religion, you know, or version of Christianity thinks that their way of thinking or their way of seeing the text makes them better than another group of people. And that's the trap all around is when we fall into that way of thinking, um, you know, we be, we embrace self-righteousness and ultimately embrace our own selfish nature. And so by, by, you know, getting ourselves away from that trap and going, look, I may not have it all right. I may not have it all figured out, but I'm willing to learn. I'm open-minded. I want to think I want to, I want to be what God wants me to become. And so that allows us to shed that, uh, that mindset that's ultimately toxic. It's a toxic mindset to have that way, that kind of, that kind of thinking like, you know, my interpretation, my goodness, my truth, my, you know, this, whatever you want to call it, across the board and in, in every you know, denomination of Christianity. I find has. it interesting that that point that you made there, that it's, it's what you think, right? Yep. What I yep. did, what I did, right? And I was looking at the, the sower prayer roll, right? Yeah. Where there's a sower, right? And he sows a seed and then he mm-hmm. goes to sleep and then yeah. the plant grows, mm-hmm. right? So if that's the case the sower had nothing to do with the plant growing, mm-hmm. right? Nope. God made it grow. It so it's nothing that that person did except for sow the seed. Nope. So you just put the seed out there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, f- I found that interesting when I was thinking about, it, I was like, you know what? There's a lot of times where it's like, Oh, I got to do all this stuff. Yeah. But you don't, that's not right. your responsibility to m- fix the heart. Right. The that's God's responsibility. Right. You're an ambassador. You're, you're just a mouthpiece, you know, right. I, at some point it's like, I, you know, I'm going to do my, to the best of my ability to speak God's truth, not necessarily my own truth and combat the toxic ideas that infiltrate the church and cause us to be less evangelistic and less growth oriented than we would be if we didn't have those mindsets. And so, I, I try I also try to practice what I preach too. So if I find myself in a state where I'm thinking that, you know, maybe the way I see something or the way I view something or the way I do something might be better than somebody else, I have to retract and reflect on my own imperfections and go, okay, I need to now work on relieving myself of this problem. 
Oh, 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 what's Justin drinking? See, you you just go ahead and leave a comment. Tell, tell us what you think Justin's drinking. We'll let you know at the end of the episode. I, I, bet, you, <laughs> I bet you couldn't guess it. I bet you couldn't guess it. But yeah, that's, that's great over there. You know, words are powerful, yeah. basically. You know, your action. Uh, and sometimes they say actions speak louder than words, but right. you know what? They go hand in hand. You know, yeah. sometimes your words are more powerful than your actions. And mm-hmm. sometimes your actions will be more powerful than your words. It goes, they go hand in hand together. But overall, I think it's mostly the the word, the way you speak things, the way yep. that you deliver the message across, the, the way that you say things, it all will happen the recipient will be able to analyze it and take it yeah. in in a certain way, depending on how you phrase things. They can right. take it the right way. They can take it the wrong way. They can right. take it a crazy way. The idea is to make them think. The idea is to make them think. Challenging. And that's how you do it with words. Words are and, powerful. Right. And and Justin and I were kind of talking about this before you got here tonight was the idea that you have to be able to take as as a communicator a complex subject and and put it at a kindergarten level so that people in our society can understand it because that is another problem and maybe another episode we could deal with. Sure. Um, that the society that we live in is biblically illiterate. Like they don't, people don't understand the Bible. They don't see the Bible the same way that they saw it 80, what is it, 80 years ago in the yeah. 50s and 60s or and even, 40s. Or even, and, <laughs> even if they you know, do say they read the Bible, maybe they only read portions of it. So they right, don't know, right. they might not know the context in which the sermon's coming from. Or and then like another that. layer of that problem is we often put our West Coast filter over in, over East or over Eastern culture. Mm-hmm. So in other words, when we were reading scripture, we're reading it from a Western mindset rather than an Eastern mindset, which is much, much different. Right. So, and but then how, you can, are you able to read it though in the Eastern? Like, is it in a different level, different language that no, I can read the Eastern no, way? No, 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 no. Or no, can I get a Bible? I think what he's, what, what, if, it's okay. a way of, my, <laughs> opinion, it's, it's, it, my opinion on what Nick's saying, uh-huh. he's basically just saying, you can't, read the Bible and look back at it and say, well, we know better because I can see what they <laughs> yep. did. Right. That's what, yep. that's what he's trying to say. He's saying, look, you can't read the story and impose your uh-huh. betterness on it. Right. Okay. Well, it's not for, what it's for. It's not for you to say, well, so is that what the West is doing? Well, a lot of people do that, right? Well, well we know better. It's called All cherry right. picking in today's world. It's yeah. finding a, you Take know, what it's I like, want from it. Well, in, in the, I think it's the psychological community, they call it confirmation bias, where you go searching for what you want to confirm what you already mm-hmm. believe instead of searching for what you need to change that's into who you're going to become. Pick what you want from right? it. Yeah. So, what you want. This, right. And then this, this making, little paragraph I believe in, I'm going to take it. But yeah. you know, the following sentence, yeah. I don't, so I'm not going to take that. Right. Well, right. Because, because at that time, see, uh, they just didn't know any better. Right. But I knew, I know better now. Yeah. So what he said there, it applies now, but it, but the rest of it doesn't apply, uh-huh. right? That's yeah. basically yeah. what's going on. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can only see it through your le- your le- your Western lens, unless now now I do think that Scripture gives us tiny insights into the culture mm-hmm. of of how these people thought and believed and saw the world in comparison to the way that we think and see the world today. Um, for example, um, when we talk about uh, like a good place to go is Matthew chapter six, right? Um, where just before, uh, before that section, uh, Jesus is combating the ideas, uh, that the Pharisees had set before where he, they had given leniencies and, and taken literally the things that God said are much deeper 
then they appear. So uh-huh. a, a good example of that is when he talks about murder, he says, you know, I say to anyone who commits murder, you know, he'll be, what does it say? He'll be guilty, guilty before the judge. But I say to you, if one is angry at your brother, right? He gives them this new way of thinking. He gives them, he says, look, we don't do it just because it says to do it. We do it because we do it from the heart, right? Right. It's a heart thing. Yeah. It's right. a heart thing at that point. And, and so, and so again, taking into consideration what he's saying to a group of deeply religious people. That's a lot of times what we miss is when, when Matthew is writing, he's writing to a group of very, very deeply religious people, not like our culture. Like you would say that, you know, we don't have necessarily deeply religious people, like people who uh, are where like from the day that you're born um, all the way until you're in your thirties, when you're getting married, uh, you're getting this, these ideas, these scriptures, mm-hmm. these, yeah, these lessons yeah, yeah, pounded into your mind right. and you are loyal to that religion, that right. way of okay. worship. Yeah, right? I mean, the Jewish uh, religion, they're very, bef- before they even know that they're obeying the law, they're obeying the law. Yep. Right. Yep. And so, because that's how they've been brought up. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, and so then since they're doing all this, they don't realize that they're obeying God's law. They're just, this is what we're doing. Right. Right. And then whenever they've read, Oh, this is God's law. Oh, I've been walking in the way. This is the way to go. And so it kind of say, it's, it's easier for them to stay on that path because that's how they've been uh, yep. brought up yep. basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, was, it's very biblical to say, Hey, you know, you're supposed to raise the kids this way. We, we, you, you need to. That's loyalty and really. Right. Like, and that's. Wow. Yeah. And so. That's keeping up You're, with, you're with absolutely it. right. I mean, it's clearly written for someone who was a deeply devoted Jew. Right. Yeah. And, and I find it interesting The more that you read the Old Testament, the mm-hmm. more that you could see it. And you're like, yep. okay, I understand why he's saying these things. Well, it makes that's, sense. that was my whole point in talking about how, how that gives us insight and culture. So another example is when he talks about acts of righteousness in chapter six, he gives us three acts of righteousness that pretty much every Jew would practice of that time, praying, giving, and fasting. He talks about how the Pharisees do it and on all three. And then he, in contrast says, this is the way that God wants it done. Right. Not to be seen. Right. He says not to be noticed by men, which, right. which you, if you could track that, that thought or that idea from 520 where he says, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not likewise enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then in chapter six and verse one, he says, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Right. So practice your, your craft and then be noticed. Right. It's like you're showing off. Look at what I can do. So it's, it's not, but, but ultimately it's not our righteousness that gets us into heaven. It's God's righteousness. It's Jesus' because we're righteousness. Trying to live, because we're right. trying to follow in his footsteps. Right. right? We right. live his by example. his grace. So but as a Jew. By him. Yeah. But as a Jew, you worked for your salvation. Right. Well, uh-huh. I mean, you could really look at the very book. very works. Yeah. yeah. You could really look at the book, book of Job at this point yep. and really yep. de- dig into it and go, what was the lesson that Job got out of this? Right. Out of the whole, the whole episode. Right. Or the whole book. You can see that it was more of a heart issue than him actually doing all the sacrifices and doing sure. all the things that he was going through the motions for. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just a, it's just the basis of authentic Christianity, right? Doing it because you want to do it, not because you feel obligated to do it. Right. Which is the contrast that we see in, in the sermon on the Mount. Right. Powerful Cause you want stuff. to do it. Cause That's you right. want to do it. Right. So then let's, uh, let me ask this question. Then I want to pray. Is there a way that, 
is uh, correct. Yeah, that's from, a good based uh, on the western, <laughs> good, good western introduction into <laughs> based our topic. western yeah, or yeah. the eastern what's our way. Talk? Yeah, what's our topic? <laughs> right, right. Is there is there a right way to pray? Right. We talked about this uh, the last time when we were guys were walking out the door on the last yeah. episode. What, what should we do next? Oh, is there a right way to pray? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, because because a lot of times I think we see. For, for instance, like when, when I, when I was coming up in the church and you probably saw this too, and there was a certain vibe about the guy who stood up in front of the room and prayed, right? Mm-hmm. He had a, he had a certain, the guy a couple of weeks ago. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, I'm not talking, talking about, about this church. I, okay. I mean, He's just talking about church in general. Church oh, okay, in general. Okay, okay, uh, right. Relatively. I mean, they're, they're good. They don't have a, they don't have a self-righteous way of praying, but I, but I have of, been in congregations um, where that is the case. Yeah. I remember you know? when I was younger, we had, there was sometimes where people would just pray for like a half hour. You're yeah. like, Oh my goodness. This is, this yeah. is a, this isn't a prayer. This is a, you're trying to teach me something or you're trying to right. tell me something. Is it a, right. a person, one person praying for half an hour or is yeah. it like yeah. Yeah, yeah. One three person, men, no, no, no. 10 minute <laughs> prayers? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it wasn't 30 minutes, right? Cause I'm a kid, but the reality of it is, is like they, the, the people that are doing that, or I don't know, I don't want to put somebody down, Yeah. but the reality is sometimes it just goes on and on and it becomes more of a self-righteous act than, Right. Look you know, at me pray. Look at me pray. Look at me pray. Look how good I am. Look, yeah, how, I guess look how much I pray. It's just, you know? It depends too, though, because I mean, if you're what again, what is the right way of pray? If you're praying and you're constantly asking for things, are you constantly forgiving for things? Are you constantly asking for guidance or guidance for that person? I mean, how long is a prayer really? Can you really get lost in an hour prayer? I heard that it's possible. Well, you could it it personally. Yeah. I don't think that's something you want to do out in, in like for the the church right right personally i don't think that's the way to <laughs> that's go on your own but if time you're on your own thing. time yeah sure why go not for an hour prayer why not yeah but yeah. i think you should be doing that in your own personal space that's private for you right and god yeah it well, shouldn't be and even and, sorry and and uh jesus talks about that right yeah he does in matthew chapter six thank you so <laughs> and uh what luke 11 too yeah luke 11 matthew the, chapter six he's yeah. repeating it what is he saying um it's the the lord's prayer right uh, Heavenly Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done oh. on earth as it is oh, yeah. in heaven. You okay, know that yeah, one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, which one so, do you want? Luke 11? So, or? Well, Luke 11, He's it's the which disciples asking, the Lord, right. Lord, how should we pray? Yeah, and Matthew, he's doing it over in, in uh, Capernaum, right? Yeah, yeah. and Matthew, he, it's not Lord teach us how to pray. It's, um, I think, let's go to the first one. It says, uh, let's see. I want to see. I want to hear what does it Therefore, say Therefore, uh, do not be like them, for your Father knows mm-hmm. the things... The uh, things you have need of before you, before you ask him in this manner, therefore pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as as it is in heaven. Excuse me. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so he goes on, right? For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men on their trespasses, neither will your father forgive yours. Yeah. That's Matthew. Yep. That's Matthew. Um, and, and really I, I the, the angle that I, that I look at this, prayer in a lot of ways is that it's 
it's both an example, right? Because here you have a, a group of religious teachers that are praying in certain ways in order to make themselves look religiously great, right? And Jesus is giving them something simple and saying, look, it doesn't have to be this giant elaborate prayer. But again, this prayer that Jesus prays exhumes the idea that it is, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, Anyways, how it should it goes, be done. Huh? Well, he's well, he's well, kind of giving framework. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. but it's so not necessarily. It done. Yeah, and it's not necessarily. And in you that don't order. have to say that exact prayer. Right. I mean, it is. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I know well, there's people that would disagree with this, but right. it is. It is sometimes good to remind yourself of what's said in that because it is you submitting your will to God's will. Right. It is you understanding that God is in control, not right. you yourself. And it's, and it's right? his holiness. It's his reason. So what you're recommending your own prayer to somewhere in, the, you in that to, prayer, acknowledge, yeah. acknowledge that you right. are submitting to him. Yeah. And that, yeah. But you can also uh, just talk to him too. Right. You right. can also but, just talk to him. Yeah, like we you know? are right now. Yes. yes. But I'm just saying like in your prayer, you should... Include that section where you acknowledge the you Lord. You could. And I, then, I don't think it's a bad practice. Time, sometimes, sometimes. At the same time, just talk regular. Right. I mean, sometimes you're just in the moment. You're like, oh, Lord, help me. Right? I don't yeah. think he's looking for you to sit there and go, our Father, who art in heaven, how will be your name? I'm not saying that in such a way that I'm, I'm degrading that. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's times in which your heart is just praying for you anyways. Your soul right. is screaming out to God for help. Yeah. So it's not necessary for that. Um, but, you know, it's interesting is uh, the Jews, they do, um, especially in the Old Testament, you can see that they'll actually do like a group prayer where they're actually praying the same thing together. And that's, you can see that in Exodus whenever he's telling the, the people, whenever they're saying, okay, when you say these uh, curses on Mount Ebal, uh, or when you're saying the blessings, right? And when he's going through that section, the Jews still recite those sayings to this day, right? They'll still go mm -hmm. through that. And, and what was interesting to me is that uh, I was looking into it and there was a story of uh, just after the Holocaust where they were reading the curses. And when they read the curses, they're usually, they just really quiet and they just go through the curses really fast. What is the curses? I kind of you figured you were going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had it. No, I had a, I left my that, book that for, I was reading. For those who don't know that may be listening. Yeah, what is I, the I'll, I'll pull it up. But, but anyways, but at that time, the rabbi says, uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? You need to speak up because we already had the curses. The our curses already happened. We already went through all this. So I'm ready for the blessing. So go ahead and read the curses, but don't whisper it because God knows what happened to us. Right? Hmm. And so I thought that was really powerful that right after the Holocaust, they were going through the curses, right? And their synagogue and the, and the guy's like, no, 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 pray louder. We should all need to be speaking these things louder because mm -hmm. God already witnessed what went with, we're ready for the blessings. Cause after the curses of the blessings, I want the blessings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'll, I'll pull it up That's for true. you. It's no problem. Nice. It's a, it's a touchy subject. Um, Which one? Uh, you know, prayer. It's a, it's something that everybody struggles with too. It's something from a practical angle, you could look at it and say, okay, well, you know, um, yeah, I do not always have a regimented schedule of prayer, right? So like maybe my, you know, some people, I, I know people who the first thing they do when they get up in the morning, they spend an hour in prayer and I'm like, 
I'm like, I would love to yeah, be there, that's but I'm what not, I mean. yeah, is there you know, a time I'm not, schedule? I'm not there yeah. yet. I mean, there's no, I mean, like I said, the, the short answer to that question is no, there's not a right, no, right way to right. pray. Right. The, the point is that you do pray. The point is that you do talk to God. You do communicate with him. Now, some would say, okay, well, what's the point of that? What's the point of praying if God knows, already knows what's going on in your head, what you're already thinking, right? Which is a tough question too. That is a good question. Yeah. Right. Um, one which I don't have an answer other than, you know, I would say that prayer is part of the relationship building that you that you are doing with God. It's it's a I think petitioning is a trust aspect. It's a it's not only it's not only learning to trust, but signifying that you do trust yeah right you know and it, you're, it, it, it is just something i think that it because comes, <sighs> comes comes in it's like i believe it's a, it's, a, it's a way of saying it's like you want to call your own your your mom your dad right yeah you don't just go by life and just go on you you reach out to them you will talk to them you still have a relationship with them that's right. how you maintain a relationship yeah. with them you go out and you 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 call them you talk to them for a bit even it's just sad. it's the same thing if we're all uh, if we are Jesus followers and we need we need time to talk to him we need time to say hey god you know what um I've yeah. been struggling here or, or just talk get, to him give me guidance or you know yeah. thank you for things being so wonderful i don't need anything like, i just wanted to say thank you Thank you for being who you are and for providing right. and giving me this great life. That just right, but just how simple you know, as that? And then the other the other aspect you have to consider is how do you know God hears you? Right? It's because that's not going to ask you that. Yeah, it's completely because by faith. they could be the other way around and be all bad. You're having such atrocious time and you're going to pray to God and then the bad t- bad thing is still happening. Don't expect it to really like fix your your issues, right? Maybe right. At, so pray for I, wisdom. So one of yeah. the things that I really like is. Uh, it's a different verse, right? But if you look at uh, Samuel, right? Ma, uh, Samuel's mom was could, was barren, right? She couldn't have kids. She really wanted kids, and so she was praying at the synagogue. And she's praying so so much from her heart that her lips are moving. And uh, Eli, the priest, says, "What are you doing, woman? Do you need to stop being drunk, right? You're at the synagogue." And she's like, "I'm not drunk. I'm just praying from my heart." And he's like, "Okay, right. well, you know." Uh, God should bless you with, with your prayer, right? Something like that, to that matter. Anyways, she ends up having uh, Samuel. And so then she goes back and offers Samuel up uh, to God, right? And says, okay, well, then here, you know, I'm, he's weaned. He can become a priest. And I actually uh, really like the prayer that she says, which I can get. That one. <clears throat> that one's probably one of the more interesting ones because she, she was actually you know, being taunted, right. By, uh, one of the, what, I don't know if it was his other wife or something like this. Right. Anyways, her name is Hannah and Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. Smile, smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is God of knowledge, and by him, by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are uh, girdled with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to be hungry. Even the barren has, become, uh, has borne seven. 
and she who has many children has become feeble, right? So like it's flipped Mm -hmm. and the Lord, the Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes the poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among the princes and make uh, them inherit the throne of go- of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the wor- world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. Hmm. So for, what, what is that? First Samuel one, uh, that's first that's Samuel, Hannah, right? Uh, first Samuel two, first Samuel two. That's yeah. Hannah, Hannah's, Hannah's prayer, prayer, right? That's uh-huh. where uh, the priest Eli comes up and she's, she's praying, right? Yeah. I think you already said this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is after she's that. praying that they thought she was drunk. Right. right? That, this is after and, that, after she's been blessed. Right. And after she's conceived, then she, she's okay, giving right. up, she's giving up Samuel. Yeah. And yeah. this is the prayer that she prays. Right. So she received a blessing and then she went straight to God because she knew where the blessing came from. Right. 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 So, but she was in, she was in anguish and pain and she was crying over the anguish and pain. Right. right. And so that's kind of what you were saying. Well, I mean, how do you know if God is actually listening? Right. Sure. And, and I was just, for me, it was interesting that she's praying out of her anguish and pain and God, God does see that anguish and pain and he does act upon that. It might not be, you know, an instantaneous thing that you see right away, sure. but he does provide. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's, that's also what you could, you could circle that back around to G, what the point Jesus makes at the end of Matthew chapter six, where he talks about, um, he talks about worry and anxiety, right? And he said, for your father in heaven, no, has no, has knowledge of what you need. Right. And uh, the idea of, of casting your anxiety or casting your worry upon God, because there are things in this life we can't control. And a lot of times, like, you know, I, um, I guess, I guess I could say before I went through trials, I thought I knew how to pray before I went through hardship. I thought I was, I had a good prayer life. Right. I thought I had a consistent prayer life. I thought I was doing the right things, but it was only in trials that I learned that I needed it. So in other words, I would, I would say like, you know, when I was coming out of my, uh, when I was in the middle of my, uh, my first work and there were some problems and issues taking place that were, you know, not of my knowledge, but systemic to the, the church as a whole. And it, it almost felt like, you know, like persecution, like, what are we going to do? We got a baby on the way. You know, we don't have a job. We're going to get fired. We're going to end up back at mom and dad's house. Like all these things are circling and running in your mind. And you're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you're turning to things you're not supposed to. And in the midst of that, all the while you're going, I don't know what to do, God. I don't know what to do. Help me understand what I'm supposed to do. Provide an opportunity for me to, 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 go somewhere where this is pain, where this is pain free. Yet in the midst of that, God is saying, you know, you're going to learn from your trial. You're going to learn from your pain. You're going to learn from your suffering to trust in me. Right. When, when you have no other options, because my natural tendency is to rely upon myself. My natural tendency is that I could fix it. I could do it. I, you know, I don't need, I don't need any, I don't need any help. That's my natural as a man, as a stubborn man, I don't need help. But what that trial made me realize was that I, there are things that I cannot control and things that I need to petition a God who is in control for. Right. So like Psalms fifty fifteen, call upon me in, in the day of trouble 
and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Or Psalms ninety-one fifteen, where it says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him in honor. Right? So there's multiple, multiple songs. So how would that. someone take it? If like, say, for example, someone is, a loved one is sick and is on their deathbed and then they do the prayer, of course they pass and they take it the wrong way and they think that prayer doesn't work because they lost Mm. their loved one. How do we show them or try to make them realize how prayer really is or how the Yeah, like why would God take that person from me, right? Like my son. Like say, what if it's not even like my parent, it's my child who's younger than me and he gets taken how and then I prayed as hard as I could have, and I believe in God. How would you bring someone to believe in prayer? Well, that's gonna break you down to your knees, anyways. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's gonna right. it's that's gonna cause a form of deconstruction. It's gonna go. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. What what I what I thought I was doing the right way. What I thought I knew. My world has just completely changed, and now I see it from a completely different perspective. So you start breaking down areas of your life. Why do I believe? What do I believe? Why do I believe this? Why do I see this this way? And one of those, you know, of course I've, you know, I've, I've known people who've lost children, but, and and I, and I've seen the tragedy and heartbreak and I've seen them come out on the other side, brighter and, and more positive. And I think that is because that they try to see their, they try to see their tragedy through the eyes of God. So, what is God trying to teach me? What is God trying to tell me? What is, you know, I know that that child is innocent anyways, or, or, or maybe you're referencing people that aren't religious at all. No, I'm referencing religious people. Sometimes. See, I don't like, know many people. I don't know many people who, I don't know many religious people who've, at least I've never met one that have lost a child and then said, I'm done with you, God, because you took my child. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't either. Not one like that. Yeah. I know religious people who lost a child, and they're still full. Yeah, hardcore. I, I got a, I got a friend, and oh, I won't yo. tell his. I won't tell his whole story. Maybe one point we'll have him on here to talk about it. He's, uh, he was uh, converted around the same year I was, uh, 2012, 2013, 2014. I can't remember. I went to school with him, um, and uh, that's how him and his wife came to the Lord. Like that's how they that's how they came into the church. That's how they gained faith, right? That's why they're the doing what they're doing. Through the loss of their child. Through a loss of their child. So, I mean, it could have, it could have responded the opposite way where, you know, it's like, no, I mean, right. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, yeah. but, you know, like he would say, I mean, I mean, maybe he would say that he didn't have anything to turn to. I don't know. One, one of these times we'll have him come on and, and tell his story because it really is a unique perspective and he does have, he does have a touch or an idea, you know, uh, better than we all have yeah. on that kind of thing. It's so a very we'll, difficult, it's a very difficult. <laughs> we'll just subject. leave that where it is and yeah. not, uh, yeah. not go any further and try to assume that we know no, anything I'm, about I, that. I definitely yeah. don't want to assume that I know anything, right? Especially yeah. when it comes to something like that, because I've witnessed it multiple yeah. times for multiple different people who've had that happen uh, that I know of. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't think the right time to talk to somebody about prayer and believing in God is that mm. whenever they're, son or daughter has died. Yeah. This is the wrong time to talk about it. Right. Right. Cause you're not going to get any sort of no, logic. You no. Know, yeah. That that's a very difficult uh, state of mind that they're in sure. emotionally. Sure. I mean, everything. but there are a few scriptures that kind of touch on what, 
people, some people did. Uh-huh. Not saying it's the right way. I mean, because I'm sure everybody's got their own emotional reaction, right? Like David, obviously, uh, he, after he uh, slept with Uriah, Uriah, um, Uriah's <laughs> wife, right? Excuse sorry. me. Uriah's <laughs> wife, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read it at the same time so I can get it right. And I'm horrible at reading, so probably somebody else should probably read it. But anyways, he's he's weeping because the son his son is dying, right? Right. And so he's fasting, he's doing all these things, and on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him and he wouldn't he wouldn't hear heed our voices. How can we then tell him the child is dead? Right? he may do us do some harm. So when David saw that the servants were whispering, David received, uh, perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to the servants, is the child dead? And they said, he's dead. So David rose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, changed his clothes and went to the house of the Lord and worshiped. And he went to his own house. And when he requested, they set food before him and he ate. And the servant said to him, what is, what is this that you've done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child is dead, you arose and ate. And he said, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell, who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me and the child may live? But now he's dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? And then he says this, I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Right. So he's saying, mm. eventually I'm going to pass too, and I can go see him then. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just a different uh, mindset. Right. Uh, uh. Think about that. I'm sorry not to jump completely off topic, but think about that and co- what he just, what David had said in contrast to Jesus. And then what he says in John and Peter, when Peter asked him in John 13, he says, Lord, where are you going? He says, where I go, you cannot come, but you will come later. Right. Interesting. Kind of parallel. I mean, I mean, I'm not. You know, it was what David's first son, right? David's, yeah. Well, with Uriah's wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, then there's also the one from Job too. Yeah. Right. When Job, when Job, Job is loses sad. his family. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, you really learn that, you know, the capabilities of human beings by re- reading that book. But so uh, not to jump too far ahead, but maybe, uh, maybe we should talk about what are some practical ways we've answered the question. Is there a right way to pray? No. Um, what's the point that you pray? Right. So what, what are some, uh, practical ways you think we could, uh, you know, some things that we could do that would help us to have a better prayer life. Uh, some things that we could, uh, do to instill, uh, better habits. Anybody an expert here? Uh, no. no, okay. I'll not I was trying to defer to Justin, but no. Um, Good to try. Get, to get, yeah, right. To, no, you could also, you know, I know that there's a schedule thing. You could schedule it in yeah. and try to be committed and be, um, what's the word I'm trying to think about? Not motivated, dedicated, or any of that, but it's, um, gosh, I fish got the word. But, Set into a schedule. Discipline. Be disciplined. Discipline. Yeah, it, it, like click at the go. same time. Discipline. You have to be disciplined, basically, and yeah. keep at it. And there, since there is no right way to to pray, pray. Have a a minute prayer, two minute prayer, three minute, four four five six, and keep adding it basically until it's like at a good lengthy one. Or 
Yeah, it's, it's best to do it probably in the morning. They always say the moment you wake up, the first thing you should do is pray and be like, thank you, God, for allowing me to wake up and have another day. Thank you for allowing me to be a father, husband, boyfriend, whatever it may be, right. son. And just thankful for this day. Uh, be with me for this day. Influence my decisions and let's tackle this day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, a be- that's the best way to actually uh, get better with your relationship. You just, you just have just to remind be, yourself of it. Be right? disciplined and just know. I mean, that's the easiest thing you can possibly do is the moment you wake up, even if it's not a long one and we'll get to it. Thank you, God, for allowing me to wake up. And then that's that's a start right there. Right, right. And then we could just build on from there. Eventually, it'll go from thank you, God, for letting me wake up. And then, like I said, you know, start naming a couple of things off. But that's the that's yeah. I think that's the best way to establish something is just to start doing it daily. Sure. And where, wherever it may be, whether oh, it be man. whether you wake up or when you go to bed, just a quick thank you. That's already right. Acknowledging. And that's a small prayer right there. We said there's no right way. So just a little. Well, there's definitely, it it definitely talks about, you know, what not to do. Right. Yeah. He's pretty clear about that in, uh, what Matthew. Chapter six. Yeah. Matthew six. Yeah. Well, there's only, this is the only one that I know of. That's like, Hey, don't do this. Is there one or a couple of rules? He just says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Right? By vain just sounds bad already. Well, I mean, but, what they're doing is they're just saying it over and over and over and over and over. Oh, the same and, thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like chanting. Oh, okay. But right? I mean, but. When you're saying over and over and over and over, meaning like, are you saying the same thing over and over and over in that same prayer? Or yeah. is it like the same like prayer God's every not single me. day? Yeah, not, God's not hearing me. I'm just going to keep saying it. But oh, every, like, is it a daily thing or is it a just in that prayer? That's what I'm saying. Because I can wake up every single day and say the same prayer. Is that what that means? Mm-mm. Or is it in that prayer, do I repeat myself multiple times asking for, I don't know, example, uh, prayers, health petition. and money? Prayers, petitioning, prayers, uh, you know, like, um, you know, the story of the woman who was persistent before a judge. Remember that story? And I think it's uh, somewhere somewhere in Matthew. And and she goes to this this judge and she she asked him and he says no. And so she goes away and she comes back and she asked him again. Finally, he says, because this woman was persistent, I will give her what she asked for. Right. Right. Um, and so to take that into, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure that he was talking about something else, but that story reminded me of, okay, you know, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a trouble, when you're not sure where to go, keep asking, keep, you know, uh, the principle, um, uh, Matthew seven, seven, where he says, ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. But he just you. said, don't repeat myself though. Right. But be I, persistent. Think it's, I think it's different than persistence, right? Because yeah. if I'm just sitting here telling you, Hey, can we go play now? Can we go play now? Hey, hey, come on. Can we go play? Can we go play? Can we so go play? It will, yeah, so, so it would be kind of like if I'm in my prayer saying, God, uh, give me give me health or something. No, that's... Well, that's I don't know. I mean, I'm, right I'm just saying, it, to me, the way that I interpret it is is like a child who's nonstop asking the same thing over and over. No, I get you, right. though. Yeah, that, that, that made a lot of sense. Can we go play now? Can we go play? Yeah, I mean... That's how I, that's I, how I kind of see it. I'm not certain. Right. I mean... <laughs> I could be completely wrong. Sure. But sure. that's kind of how I saw it. I mean, and, and I don't think, I still don't think, you know, when you ask, you should know that it's either, if it's in God's will, it, it should, you know, come to be, right? You should have that faith. But if it's something that, uh, that is not in God's will, 
you know, you don't know what, what you're, what you're really asking for. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to get what you, you're asking for. Sometimes you're not because he, he knows. So sometimes God's saying no. And sometimes God's saying not right now. Right. Right. So, so, you know, you might ask for something, but it, you have to ask for the things that are in accordance with God's will. How would you know which one it is? No, was one what? <laughs> which was a no and which was a not right now. <laughs> well, well, not right now could look like no. You know what I'm saying? Not right now could look like no. No, and that may, that might mean that God says no right now, but later God will fulfill that fulfill that that desire, that ask, that you know, maybe the timing isn't right. Maybe it's not, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, yeah, not we don't necessarily know sure. Yeah. Right. Or maybe you have to see something or learn something or become something before God can answer what you asked for in your prayer. Right. And it's not necessarily maybe asking for the same thing, but as you, as you pray about things and as you talk about, cause I've been in situations before where I'm, I'm angry about something and, or I'm frustrated about the way something's going. And I realize that I'm a lot less angry about what I'm saying if I just remove it from my shoulders and give it to God. Okay, like, I, God, I don't know how this is going to work. I want to control the situation, but I'm going to leave it where it is. I'm going to let you handle it. Right. Right. Yeah. And it might look like, yeah, you know, it was, it was the right, it's not, it's a no. Or it might look like, just wait a little bit. Right. Just wait a little bit. Just hang in there. Keep watching. Keep waiting. Keep looking. We'll get there. You know, so be persistent and in time will tell. Yeah, I said be persistent. Hey, I, I did. Um, I did ask this question that we were discussing tonight. I did ask it on Instagram. Did you guys see that? You guys follow our Instagram, right? Of course. Yeah. Did you How see it? We not follow. No, us you didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't see it. Dude, I've been donkey. traveling all day, man. Yeah. All day. <laughs> so I, I asked this question: Is there a right way to pray? Why right. or why not? And I got I got six responses, and ooh, I ooh. petitioned people. I said, look, if you if you respond to these questions, this helps us when we're discussing when we're discussing things. And I thought it might be a good idea to read some of the responses that we got on Instagram from this question. I second that notion. Yes. You second that notion. Do we have a third notion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll I'll go back to the the first uh, individual that replied. I said, is there a right way to pray? Why or why not? And uh, he said, I think it ought to be taken seriously given it's our opportunity to appeal to God, right? So the idea that it is important, it is serious, it is something that we we may or may not be appealing for something. I think that's a good response. What do you guys think? Don't yeah, judge them too I, hard. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I actually I think it's great yeah. um, because if you, if you look at the fact that um, – you no longer need the high priest. You don't need to come with sacrifices. You're just coming with the petition for God, for yeah. God to help you through or to whatever it is that you're praying about. Right. And, and that's what Jesus is. He's that high priest that you're supposed to be going through yeah. to get to God. Right? right. So, yeah, I think I, there's a lot of, uh, historicity with that. Yeah. So another individual, um, she said, um, no, we have a model of, pr- of a prayer, but God wants us to talk to him, whatever form it takes, which I think we discussed that well. We did. Yes. Yeah. We did that one we did very talk well. About so the idea of, of, it doesn't matter the form, right? And I was, I mean, I, I don't know if I fully told that story, but I used to listen to people from the pulpit talk and they were very formal and they would say the thighs and the these and the thou's, you know, they prayed in King James, 
Um, you know. Well, they know more English than me <laughs> at that point. I'm just, <laughs> you know. Um, so, and they used to make it seem like you had, this is the way that you pray, right? This is the way that you talk to God, right? And what you realize over a period of time is that everybody has their own way of praying to God, right? Not, no two people pray the same way. Um, just like, just like no two people, you know, are the same. Everybody's period, different. Right. <laughs> they say everybody's different, right? And that every person is different in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. Everybody prays in their own unique way. Yeah. So another one, uh, said not really because it's you conversing with God and I believe it comes down to you and your relationship with God because yeah. how you finish that right yep individual relationship definitely an individual thing um, I don't I don't think it's, it's definitely not something that's more of a group but there is something to be said about group prayers right because oh, sure, yeah. there is definitely times where um let's say where we're all praying the same thing right like a right. doxology or something like that that can be viewed as a prayer. Um, and which is something that I know Jews still do. I know that some, some was it, uh, was that Protestants? I think some of them still do that. I'm not sure. I'm not, I haven't been involved in that in a while. I know the Mennonite brethren and stuff, they did. I remember doing a couple prayers like that where it's, it's in the hymn book and you're all basically reading that prayer together. Yeah. Interesting. I, never thought, I mean, we sing prayers too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's another one. As long as it's sincere and with good intentions, there's no wrong way to pray. I think that's good. That is a right? good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, like, kind of like we talked about, I thought we landed on a, a perfect passage to, <laughs> to talk about, to talk about that in Matthew chapter six. But I, I think, uh, I, I think that the issue in Matthew is sincerity, right? Uh, good intentions, um, you know, what are we doing it for, right? That's really what we have to ask when we begin to learn how to pray, when we begin to, you know, uh, really regulate our, our prayer life. What are we doing it for? Who are we doing it for? What's the purpose of it? Because if the purpose is to, you know, well, you only come when you, the only time you pray is when you come to church and pray. Oh, that might be problematic, right? But yeah, because I mean, at that point, you're just kind of doing it on your own, right? Yeah. You're not actually relying on somebody else to help you out. You're just right. like, ah, I got this. Don't worry. I'll come back on Sunday. Yeah, I'll, I'll pray again. I'll pray one. I'll put I'll you back on the shelf. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, you stay right there, Jesus. I'm going gonna... <laughs> <laughs> to come well, back for you. I mean, it's interesting. I did a, a really, I knew, I did a deep dive kind of in some of the Old Testament stuff to just kind of see. Yeah. Right. And I, it's interesting to think, you know, Jews believe to go to prayer before before you're in desperate need, uh, oh, right? Yeah. Before you're in yeah. desperation, uh, desperation, right? It's your first line of defense, not your sure. last resort. Sure. And yeah. then I, and I, they, it's always, there's, you know, multiple ones that I, I highlighted. It was like one is that they're praying, uh, love and praises, right. In Psalms 34 with gratitude and thanksgiving, uh, right. And Jonah, uh, two verse nine, um, in, uh, let's see, desire to please and obedience, Psalm 119, confession of sin and for pure of heart, Psalm 24, two through four, unselfishness, right? So they're praying in unselfishness. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the corporate prayer, like we were just yeah. t- t- talking about in perseverance, right? In Deuteronomy three, verse 26, humility, which, I, you know, may be your will or your, your, what, what you want, right? right? 
And that's kind of in Psalm 61, 1 and 2, right? Yeah. And it kind of stopped there because I started going too far with it. But Yeah, that's that's an, interesting, that's an interesting point that you made, though, that Jews believed in going to prayer to God before you were in trouble. Right. You know, because a lot of times in American culture, especially, that's what we're thinking. We're thinking right. like, hey, if I if I, God's there, if I need him, like, you know, but then there's times where it's like, you don't know what's going to happen, but you pray for God's protection and guidance and leadership and you pray for his, his spirit to, to lead you right. As you're, as you're out and about working and, you know, to build the kingdom. But I, I like that idea. I really do. I really like that idea that, that, um, just pray. Yeah. Please. It's not, it's not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> There's no right way to pray, okay, people? Yes, uh, we've established that. Yes. <laughs> we have said that for the thousandth time. Yeah. Um, just, you know, we got to do it more. Yeah. Everybody struggles. It's something everybody struggles with, deals yeah. with. I mean, it's all, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, the Father knows what you need before you even say mm-hmm. it, right? But yeah. to just say one word doesn't really mean that you're asking, you know? Yeah. Just because... Just because I know my son needs something doesn't mean I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. Right? Right. And so it's kind of like one of those give and take kind of a things where he's like, yeah, he knows, but he wants me to understand that he knows and that I'm acting upon that right. understanding. Right. Because you have the power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think when we look at it from that perspective, it's like we, we don't hold any power. Um, you know, as much as we think we do, it's like, okay, well, um, you know, one of the things you learn and in life is that you control what you can control and you stop worrying about the rest. Um, and in our case as Jesus followers, it's control what you can control and leave the rest of God, leave the rest of Jesus instead of trying to, you know, you could worry yourself to death about whatever you'd like to, right. You could sit there and go, well, you know, uh, if I think about it enough, because this is where I find myself a lot of times, if I think about it enough, maybe it'll just go away. Maybe it'll solve itself if I just think about it, right? If I just think about it enough, it'll it'll solve itself, right? And then you end up uh, taking stress naps because you, you don't know really how to deal with it instead of just going, you know what, I'm just going to give it to God and leave it alone. Best decision you could do. Yep. It's the best Pray thing about it do. and let him take over. But yeah. Well. All right. That was uh, I thought it was a fruitful discussion. Yes, it was. Um, it sure was. You know, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. We'll be posting clips uh, on the daily. Well, not on the daily, but uh, a couple of days a week. If we actually had some good things to say, uh, some run clips, back those in. questions. <laughs> those questions yeah. are really um, good. Actually. Yes, please. If you see the questions, if you're following us on Instagram, you see the questions. Answer, answer them. because they really do help us when we're discussing, especially getting our mind right and, sure. and working in. Uh, in the direction that we did, and we will read responses. Yeah, but I mean, please, if you even have a question too, it'd yeah. be, be nice to have the discussion yeah, about a, a question. Send, send us, us a, a DM. DM. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Boom. Wow. Send us a DM. We're we're um we're active there. So um, did you read? So did you read Second uh, Kings? Oh yeah, I forgot about this. I'm just saying. Did you read it? Oh. Me? Yeah. Did you read Second King? No. Remember you were supposed no. to th- say it. Was it? Oh, we, did, we had this discussion. <laughs> A little bit disappointed. Second Kings. Sorry. Second Kings, what is it, 20? So Second Kings 21 is what was your homework, right? Which was, who's the king that followed Hezekiah? Obviously his son. So who was Hezekiah's son? Let's see here. What does it say? Manasseh. That's right. 
Manasseh. And Manasseh is also mentioned. Oh, then Manasseh, his son reigned in his place. Okay. Right. And then Manasseh is also mentioned in some of the prophets of mm. what he did wrong. Right. Okay. So. Yep. I will do my homework this week. It's a good book. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It's a nice gives instruction a, book of what not to do sometimes and what to do. Yeah. So again, folks, uh, go ahead and give us a like and a follow on Instagram. Instagram. We're on threads. We're on Facebook. Go give us our Facebook page a like there and send us any questions you have or things that you think we should discuss because we will talk about them even if we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. it, it, I, I mean, might be wrong, but it, at least I talked about it. Hey, re- and really, we just have a good time just sitting around and talking about stuff, too, I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope that people enjoy it. If you're in the area, um, we all go to church at the Tulare Church of Christ. So you can come and visit us on the back pew. You know, you can you can find us. We're all over Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um, and uh, everything you need is in that link tree. So... Fancy, fancy link tree. It's just the easiest way to see. It's just the way, easiest way to do it. All right. So until next time, guys, thanks you for joining us. We'll see you on the back view. One more thing, of course. If you like what we're doing here, don't be afraid to show the, share this with your friends. I mean, everything you do to share this and share this with your friends helps us out. So if you like what you do and you're not following us yet, go ahead and hit that plus button, hit that follow button, and turn on your notifications so you can know every time we upload a new episode to the back pew. Thanks for tuning in. 